Brandon Spivey here from the Markout Movie Podcast, and today, a day late, I am doing my best and worst films of 2019. Aaron did his yesterday, I'm doing mine, I had to change a few things, uh, but I will get right into the worst films of 2019, the top 10 worst films that I saw. I mean, I could have put 20, but I did 10. Um, but before I do, I want to say, I want to talk a little bit about one that I did not put on here that I wanted to put on here but at the end of the day I didn't because I didn't feel it earned top 10 uh maybe top 10 most disappointed but not top 10 worst and that's us I just want to throw that out there I just wanted to put it on here but it didn't make it I'm not going to talk about why or anything if you heard our first review ever first episode it's on there uh check that out if you didn't like the film and want to listen to it again or for the or for the very first time but my top 10 worst films of the year here we go number 10 cold pursuit starring Lim neeson um this is after all the racial slurs came out about you know when his friend was raped and what he would was gonna do uh saw that movie on opening night and had I had high expectations and had a good Rotten Tomatoes score I just the way it was shot and just it was almost like a book you know they would any momentum it gained they would slow it down by saying chapter this chapter that I'm not even sure they even said chapters but I remember went to a black screen I want to say it did say chapters, but it just slowed it down. Um, I mean, pretty good concept. Uh, him seeking revenge for his son's uh, murder. But, you know, I just didn't... just wasn't well done. Yeah. I just... It, it just wasn't. And he was playing a regular guy. It's not like he was, like, you know the guy from Taken or anything, he was playing a regular guy, son was murdered, it almost reminded me of the character he played in Before and After, with Meryl Streep, Edward Furlong, in the 90's, it reminded me of that guy, that was seeking revenge, but, no, nah, it just wasn't a very good film, it just wasn't, um, number 9 on my list is a little animated film called Missing Link, Hugh Jackman starred in it, um, it was just one of the most boring animated films I've ever seen. And I was kind of excited because it was dealing with Sasquatches, Bigfoot. And uh, it was just boring, though. It, it was not a good film. Uh, even my kid, Dawson, he was bored through it. Uh, he just wasn't good. You know, it, it lacked creativity. It lacked uh, any sort of flow to the movie. It just really wasn't good. Um... I mean, it was average, I guess, at best. But now thinking about it, I, yeah, it just sucks. Kind of. Uh, it was kind of a boring film. So, uh, number eight on my list is a movie I didn't see in theaters, but I did watch it when it came out on Blu-ray uh, or streaming. I forget which. I forget how we watched it. I wish we hadn't watched it, but... <laughs> Uh, for me, is uh, it isn't it romantic? Uh, Rebel Wilson, uh, uh, she I cringe every time I see her on screen and anything she does. 
I'm not a fan. Um, not a fan at all. But this movie, I was, oh god, I was like, stop it. Just stop the movie. Stop everything you're doing. I just cringed so bad watching this film. And I was like, and there was another one she did, which originally was on my list, but I took it out and put Co-Pursuit in its place. Uh, I forget what that was called. Uh, but this one, I remember more, because she was fantasizing about being with this guy, uh, Chris Hemsworth, I believe. I could be wrong, uh, but I want to say he was in this movie. God, he if he was, and I could be wrong, and I want to say he was, but if he was, uh, man, he made some poor choices this year. Because <laughs> he's going to come up later. But I don't remember if it was Chris or not. I want to say it was. Man, that's bad. You know, they watch a movie, and you think someone's in it, and you're not sure if they are after, after months later. Uh, but the guy from uh, Jetsy was in this movie. Uh, I cannot think of his name. I like him. He was kind of like the best friend uh, that she was meant to be with, and she just didn't see it. Uh, but it just the it just was cringeworthy for me. It, it really was. Number seven on my list is Ad Astra. Um, first two acts of this movie I'm bored to death I really am I'm really bored to death of this movie uh, I was like I wanted to leave the theater I think the final act is intriguing enough uh, because of Tommy Lee Jones in his really small role uh, he brought life to it for me but Brad Pitt bored me to death and that's just interesting because he is going to make my He's going to be in part of my best films of the year with the character he played in a certain movie. Uh, and he just was so entertaining. Uh, but in this one, he was the complete opposite. He was just so boring. And uh, the whole movie was boring. Even the action sequences were boring. Uh, it was just a really boring time. <laughs> it really was. Um, but that's all I'm going to say about that. It was a space film. Um, some people, I mean, some certain people loved it. I mean, they... For me, though, I, I I was never into it. Uh, number six for me. <clears throat> uh, I hate to say it, but it's 47 meters down, uncaged. I hate to say it because I'm a big shark fan. But I'm going to be honest. This movie's terrible. Uh, blind sharks. Underground, you know, under the water caves. I mean, it was just so far-fetched. Uh... You know, it, this whole movie was far-fetched. It was like they took a concept that kind of worked and 47 meters down, and they just crumbled it up and just... So let's just go make something a little extra. But let's not do 47 meters down. Let's not put us in the cage. Let's let us out of the cage. We'll have blonde sharks instead of regular great white sharks. And, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I hope to God there's not a third. I don't want another one. Um, I really don't. I don't want another shark movie that deals with 47 meters down. Uh, give me The Shallows, too. Or give me something original. Uh, I'm looking forward to The Meg, too. Uh, you know, but I know there's a lot of people that didn't like that movie. I thought it was fun and campy. But, uh, you know, 10 times better than what this was. Uh, 20, 30, 40 times better. Uh, 
But, of course, that's not like the books either. So, but I don't want to get off on Meg. I just, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but, I don't know. Uh, it seems like there's a shark movie every year. These mainstream, you know, going to theatrical releases. So, uh, I don't know what's coming in 2020. Uh, you know, I, I figure the Meg 2, the Trench, would be coming. But, apparently not. So, I don't know what's coming as far as that goes. But, this movie was hard to watch. Sylvester Stallone's daughter is in this movie, and um, he promoted it, and I feel bad for him because he he's trying to help his daughter out, but God, there's no way he thinks this was a good movie. I mean, there's just promoting his daughter, that's all. But, yeah, no more 47 meters down. Please end it. Don't let it be anymore. Uh, but anyway, I'm not going to talk anymore about 47 meters down. It was awful. Do not see it unless you want to be disappointed. Uh, number five for me was a film that I was kind of looking forward to, uh, and it, to say I'm disappointed in a movie is an understatement. Hellboy is number five. Um, everything about this movie sucked, in my opinion, except for the father, um, of Hellboy. Uh, I can't ever think of his name. Uh, he, he's in John Wick. He's in the John Wick series, uh, but I cannot think of his name. <laughs> He was also in, uh, not the last Pirates of the Caribbean, but the one before that, played the villain. Oh, man, I cannot think of his name. But anyway, he's the only saving grace for Hellboy, in my opinion. Even David Harbour, uh, it w was not, he was fine as Hellboy. It's just, you know, he's not Ron Perlman. And it just, but that's not, like, a bad thing. I mean, not many are. Uh, but I just felt, the whole story was so stupid. It's just stupid. The direction was laughable. These monsters, these creatures, were so bad. Badly developed. I mean, when you watch Hellboy and Hellboy 2, the Del Toro films, and you watch this, there, it's... It, to me, it's like watching... Uh, it's a wrestling term. It's like watching WWF 2000 for Hellboy 1 and 2, then you're watching WCW 2000 for Hellboy 2019. Uh, but, but, I, it's just big div divisive difference there, and is you know, I, it was just a really badly developed movie, and I knew it was going to be when um, Milja Jovovich was cast in this film. Uh, if you know her, you know her from, uh, well, I know her mainly from Resident Evil, franchise and uh she ruined that franchise in my opinion because uh, it's nothing like the video games um but when she was cast i knew what this film was going to be and it was going to be bad and um but i still had hope because david harbour you know hopper from stranger things is in it but it just it was a letdown to say the least um don't see it unless you really want to be disappointed uh but that is number five for me uh, number four for me, and here we go. This is probably one I was looking forward to. One of the most, I would say, top 15 films I was looking forward to in 2019, and it was Men in Black International. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> um, look, the when you do this film, you're going to do another Men in Black film. Uh, and you, you got the actor and actress from Thor Ragnarok, um, got Thor himself, uh, I think her name's Valkyrie in Thor Ragnar Ragnarok, uh, 
in a movie and they had great chemistry in, in that movie and then you bring them in this movie and it felt like everything was flat uh I mean their chemistry wasn't it felt like it was they were trying to be Thor with a men in black film uh and the comedy fell flat the aliens looked downgraded from what they were in the past three movies um they do pay a little homage in the beginning to Will and Tommy. Uh, there, there's a painting of them. Uh, so you know it's in the same universe. Um, but <laughs> this is a... I had a, a horrible time watching this movie. I was so disappointed with this movie. Um, I knew from the get-go. I thought, actually, this was going to top my list. Men in Black International would be number one, but I was wrong, uh, because there's, there's three more films that I just hated a little bit more, um, but, you know, it just was not good, it, it, it apparently it's getting another one, they're, they're gonna greenlit another, they're saying they're gonna bring back Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, is what I've heard, um, uh, they better, uh, because <laughs> I said in my review, they better, if they continue this franchise, you got to bring at least Will Smith back. Uh, you know, he's great, and he's very comedic, and he's just he he's he's got a feel for. It. He's got his his timing's perfect. Uh, he proved that in Spies in Disguise. I mean, he was great in that movie, uh, which I would review probably sometime next week. But he was great in that movie. Uh, so they missed him. They missed Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, they I mean, they just missed a lot of people. The aliens. You know, they brought the dog back, but it just didn't feel like... It didn't feel like a Men in Black film to me, you know? It just didn't feel like Men in Black. And I love the first movie. I, I originally didn't like the second, but rewatching it, I really enjoyed that too. Uh, I remember watching the third and loving it. I don't love it as much as I used to, but it's still a very enjoyable film. And it's an emotional film. Uh, it, it brings the... You know, Will and Tommy even closer in that movie. I, man. Then you do International and you... Oh, it, it don't ruin the franchise for me, but it's, it puts a black cloud around it. <laughs> oh, I hated it. I'm moving on. Number three, a Netflix original film, Sets Tuplets. Uh, Marlon Wayans, trying to be Eddie Murphy. Failed. Completely. Failed. 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 <laughs> oh, he was... I like Marlon. I do. I love Marlon. But he's not funny in this movie. He's not. Um, he's he's not Eddie either. Uh, he's just... He's not. He. But I don't want to say too much about it. Uh, I wouldn't recommend watching it. But unless you really want to watch it, maybe you'll like it. I didn't. I hated it. I, I forgot about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, they made Set Stuplets this year, Netflix original. I got to put that on my list because I had a terrible time watching Marlon Wayans try to be Eddie Murphy. Uh, I mean, no, I don't feel like anyone could pull off in a comedy as many characters as Eddie does in his career like him. I've never seen anyone. He, I think he was the best at it. Probably still the best at it. Coming to America 2. Coming to America 2. Uh, we'll, we'll, he'll be playing some more. He'll, I'm assuming he'll be playing the same characters he did in the original. Um, but I, he, he's just, I mean, when I think of, you know, I, I always remember him from Nutty Professor playing multiple characters. 
And I just was like, he wanted to play the little fat kid, but he couldn't. But I just remember he played everyone else in that family, and I was like, man, that's the talent that man had. Still does. Uh, if he was hilarious in SNL, uh, but it just he, there's only one Eddie, <laughs> just one. But this movie just was not good. It, it, him trying to find his brothers and sisters, and it, it just, oh, it just wasn't good. It just skip it if you haven't seen it just skip it uh number two for me uh which was my number one uh worst film for a very long time was captive state uh star john goodman i saw it for john goodman it was kind of an uh, it was one of the most boring films i've ever seen uh i i want to say it was about I don't even remember, like, I don't, like, I have forgotten most of that plot, what happened, nothing really happens, uh, John Goodman, he's trying to, I don't know, he, it, it just, I don't really remember it, but I remember feeling bored, watching it, nothing really happening, um, yeah, you know, it was supposed to be like this alien invasion type film, and, I don't recall ever seeing an alien in a movie, um, but I, like I said, I, I, it's like one of those movies you forget, but you remember you had a terrible time watching it. Uh, excuse me, <clears throat> had a good drink of water, but yeah, A Captive State was just one of the most boring films of the year. Um, I literally had a terrible time, and my only reason for watching it was John Goodman and... Uh, he didn't play a likable character, and he wasn't entertaining in the movie, which is a surprise, and I just had a terrible time watching it. But anyway, that was my number two. My number one film of the year, for worst films of the year, is no doubt, no doubt, uh, Black Christmas. Um, I, I didn't have high hopes for it. But I didn't think I would leave the theater thinking, oh man, this was the worst film of the year. Uh, but yeah, this is the worst film of the year. It's not a horror film. Uh, it's an agenda film, uh, you know, uh, which I still feel shouldn't be used as a prop for a, a slasher movie when you don't even get to see the kills. And I'm not saying you gotta show gore, but if you're not gonna show gore in a slasher movie, you gotta there's intensity gotta be there you know it's gotta be suspenseful it's gotta, you gotta have intensity you gotta, you gotta have something this movie was so flat and literally you didn't care about any characters except for the main girl uh but you didn't care about her enough to like the movie you, you just wanted it to be over and then they made it supernatural and I just and you just wanted to scream and just hit somebody and just <laughs> you really wanted to hit somebody I mean you just I mean, I remember when it went supernatural, I was like, I literally shook my head and said, oh my God, <laughs> like, this is terrible, this is how, why do you do this? It is supposed to be a remake of the 1974 cult classic, I mean, which I still have yet to see, um, and I was planning on seeing it first of the year, but Amazon took it off, <laughs> of course they did, but it'll come back on Amazon, and I'll watch it when it does, but uh, it just was horrifying not the film itself my viewing experience was horrifying because 
it was so stale, and it was, and you could see that it had an agenda, and it just, oh man, like I said, my favorite part of the movie is the girl that dies at the beginning and creates a snow angel as she's dying, <laughs> that is my favorite part of the movie, and that's the thing I remember about it the most, uh, but yeah, it, it just wasn't good, it was uh, terrible, it's... Yeah, but that is my list for 2019 worst films of the year. I if I had to recommend one just to watch it, Mitchy, I think you may get something out of it. It's probably gonna be Hellboy, because uh, some people liked it, but I didn't. You know, I I just thought it was a downgrade from everything. But that's my top ten. Up next, I will be giving my best films of the year. Um, so stay tuned for that, because I got a message coming up for you. But stay tuned for best films of the year. This was my worst. That's how I feel about them. I, 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 I feel they are the top ten worst films of the year. Thank you for listening. I'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brandon Spivey again. I'm doing now 2019 best films of the year. Top 30 films plus five honorable mentions, but I do have to. Uh, I had to take out three films, and I, I want to just briefly mention those three films. Uh, Dumbo, adored the film, but I had to take it out. Um, uh, a Netflix original film, always be my maybe, always be my maybe. Adored that film, it was really good, but I had to take that one out as well. And one I hated to take up, but just had to, was Fighting With My Family, the biopic about Paige. Uh, you know, um, it was just a great little film. I enjoyed but I had to take those three out because I had to add three films that I recently saw. So, uh, that being said, here is my top five honorable mentions for best films of the year. Number five, Abominable. Uh, unlike Missing Link, this was not boring. And I had a great time watching this. This is a great family film uh, about, uh, you know, well, you know what it's about. I mean, it's Abominable, you know, the, I, it, you know, it's, it's a good story because it's about a girl, you know, that has lost her father. So she's dealing with that. Uh, and this guy that she's kind of connected to, but doesn't really see it. They always, she, she kind of, he kind of picks on her. It's, it's who she's meant to kind of be with. Uh, they're a friend of the family and they meet a bumble, you know? Um, and, uh, they have to get him home and he's being you know, uh, it was just a great little film. I do disagree with one thing Aaron said about this film, though. I do disagree with one thing. I think it... I didn't even realize it was a DreamWorks production, but he doesn't like DreamWorks animation all that much. And he said this in his uh, review of Klaus, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, that the animation was so much better. I disagree with that. Uh, that's the only thing I disagree with, what he said about that movie. Uh I think the animation is great in this movie. Uh, 
Like, it didn't take me out of the movie at all. Uh, but that's the only thing I disagree with him about that. Uh, I had a great time watching this. Beth had a great time watching this. Dawson loved this movie. Uh, this was a really good time. Good family film. Um, and there was so... I, I honestly thought this would be in my top 20. Uh, which I'm going to get to a lot of. Um, but it didn't make my top 20. Uh, obviously, it's in my it's number 5 honorable mentions. So... This point, I didn't make it, but there were so many good movies this year. I mean, so many. Uh, it's. It, I think my list is going to surprise Aaron, and it's going to probably surprise some of the viewers that are listening. Um, but, like, one particular is going to surprise people, because I didn't expect to really care much for it. And it's in my top 30 films. Uh, but number four for me uh, is a Disney film. Um, it's Aladdin. Um, I... I didn't... I mean, I had high hopes for it, but I think it's kind of hard, you know. I think they cast the perfect guy to play the genie, Will Smith. Uh, you had to cast a guy, a personality as big as Robin. Now, Will Smith has a huge personality, and he brought a lot of his personality to this role. He paid homage to Robin as well. Uh, I thought he was the best part of the movie, and so many people were so concerned that he was going to ruin the movie, and for me, he's the best part of the movie. I think the worst part of this movie is Jafar, because he's just not a very good villain, and which I don't think he was a very good villain in the movies anyway. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for Jasmine and Aladdin and the genie, the movie would bomb. You know, not just at the box office, but as a film, it would just bomb. It wouldn't be entertaining. But as far as the live action film goes, I think the the guy played Aladdin was a little off. You know, he he didn't bring as much as I wanted him to, so. That's probably why he's number four on the honorable mentions list and not in my top 30. He probably caused that, but but Will Smith, man, he nailed his performance as the genie, and he's the reason the movie is good, and I just, I absolutely loved him in the movie. I absolutely loved him, and I love the movie, the classic movie Aladdin. Now, this is the only live-action Disney film, I believe, that's going to make my list, um, and it's honorable mentions. Lion King's not making it, uh... Sadly, Dumbo's not making it. Um, I feel bad about Dumbo because I really did enjoy the movie, uh, but I just couldn't couldn't put it in there. If we did a top fifty, it would have easily made it in, but we didn't. Obviously, that's a lot to do. Uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot of films didn't make my list. I had over, I think I had about seventy films I really enjoyed this year, and that's a lot of films, but. You're counting in like stuff from Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, Disney Plus now, which Noel could have made my worst films of the year of the year, but it didn't. Uh, I hated that movie. Uh, <laughs> sadly, I did. Bill Hader just wasn't funny. Uh, I don't know why I'm getting off on that, but you, you had certain films, and you have the the movies that went to theaters, you know. So uh, plus the films that go straight to DVD, Blu-ray, uh, you know. But yeah. Uh, anyway, number three for me, uh, honorable mentions, is Jumanji, The Next Level. And I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I liked it better than the last one, actually. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. It, it, it was. It was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoy those four characters getting together. Uh, you know, Karen, Jack, Dwayne, Kevin. Those, they have great chemistry together. But I, I'm so interested in the kids now. I think that has a lot to do with the first film, their bond towards the end of the movie. 
plus in this film when they're they're on screen. I I, I I found myself more interested in the real people than the avatars, uh, which was so surprising to me because so I'm looking forward to the next one when it's just going to be about these real characters instead of the avatar. I mean, avatars could still show up. They probably fit that that fit that in, but I want to see these the real people now and. Uh, obviously, you can, spoilers, uh, you can bring back, if you saw the film and saw the mid-credits scene, you can bring back the kids from the very first film, because they brought back the ant, so the kids can now be coming, and I, hopefully they, they are, I would love to see them, uh, I would even love to see Bonnie Hunt return, uh, sadly we can't get Robin, but, uh, I don't know, maybe you could, uh, CGI him for like a cameo or something, uh, I, I know people may have a problem with it, but I think you would like to see where Alan went, you know. I definitely don't want you to recast Alan. That, 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 no. <laughs> but maybe CGI. I think some people that love this franchise, and that's the funny thing, I never thought this would be a franchise, but now it is. People that love these films would love to see Alan. Would love to see Robin as a cameo. Uh, obviously you have to CGI him. Uh, but, yeah... I would love it if they did it, uh, uh, but well, who knows if they will or won't, but I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a really good time. It really was. My number two honorable mentions is DC's Shazam. Uh, I had a really good time watching that movie as well. Uh, I expected that to be in my top 15 films of the year. Instead, it's honorable mentions number two. Uh, it was a really good film. I know literally nothing about Shazam until this movie. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of like big, uh, in, in a sense, but, you know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, good family film, too. Uh, you know, not just for the adults, it's, it, the kids can enjoy it. Dawson really enjoyed it. Uh, I think Austin really enjoyed it. And Beth really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I think everybody I know that watched it really enjoyed it. So, um, I mean, you got some haters out there, but that's... You know, what can you do? Uh, you can't please everyone. But my number one honorable mention for best films of the year, and it's a romantic film. Uh, it's called The Sun is Also a Star. Uh, it stars Reggie from Riverdale. Um, I, I'm not sure what the actress's name is. Uh, but, you know, she's getting deported. Her family's getting deported. Uh, and... You know, he meets her, uh, his life, he's not doing what he wants to do with his life, and by chance they meet, and, uh, he tries to prove that, uh, you can't fall in love in one day, and I just was so sold by the story, it just drew me in, and I really enjoyed it, I, uh, I recommend it if you have not seen it, it's a, I think it's a really good film, I think, it's heartwarming. It'll it, get an emotional side to you. I think it'll make you a little bit emotional. I think um, it'll make you feel. I think that's the best part about movies, you know, the ones that make you feel at the end of it. But and that, that's my top five honorable mentions. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that. And up next will be my top 30 films of the year. I'll be right back after this message. Welcome back, this is Brandon Spivey, and I'm now going to do my top 30 films of the year. So get ready, 
Buckle up and get ready. <laughs> Number 30, A Dog's Journey uh, with Dennis Quaid. Um, you know, uh, it's the sequel to, I think, A Dog's Life. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, I, I saw that right before I saw A Dog's Journey. I love this story. Uh, Dawson loved the story. Beth loved the story. I mean, we all love this story. And especially the ending. Uh you know, it, it was so emotional because for me, I always think of my first dog, which I named him Bingo. You know, you, he's no longer here, of course, but, you know, uh, but this dog, you know, just was so special. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Dennis Quaid in the movie. I enjoyed everyone in the movie. Uh, I think it, it's a really good movie uh, I think you'll all enjoy it I know it's called A Dog's Purpose then it's A Dog's Journey uh, so uh, yeah it's a sequel to A Dog's Purpose um, which I thought was a really good film I thought this one was a little bit better a little bit better not a lot better but a little bit better uh, it was, it was a, a very enjoyable family film and I recommend you checking it out if you have not uh, number 29 Five Feet Apart um, the love story about people, about these two people who, uh, can't get within five feet apart, uh, of each other because they could potentially cause the other to be sick and die. And so that was an emotional journey, uh, how they fall in love. Uh, she, the girl wants to get better. He kind of figures he's not going to get better. So he's like... I don't care anymore, you know. It, it was just an emotional journey. Um, especially when you're dealing with sickness and disease. And as someone that's dealt with that, uh, it, it, was, it was more emotional for me. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. That was a good film. I recommend you checking it out. Uh, number 28 for me, Angel Has Fallen, the action movie with Gerard Butler, Nick Nolte, uh, I had a great time with this movie. Guilty pleasure for sure, but I had a great time. I look, there's they're making like three more of these things, and they're planning a TV series. I don't know how, but I mean, I'm glad they're making another one. I, three more? That's I don't know, but I, hey, I'm for it. Gerard Butler deserves a franchise of his own, and he's got it here with the Fallen movies, and I couldn't be more happy for him. Uh, because, you know, he kind of fell off the radar after 300. And then he kind of did, I mean, he did some romantic comedies, but he, he didn't even did Olympus Has Fallen, which I think was this generation's Die Hard. Uh, this era's Die Hard, uh, you know, no doubt. Uh, then he did London Has Fallen, which I feel is kind of like Die Hard 2. You kind of repeating yourself. This one, it's kind of like Die Hard 3 in a, in a, in a, in a way, you know? Because he's, he, he's the target this time. And, well, he's not really the target, per se, but he is. They are trying to kill him. Uh, they're trying to frame him. So, it's kind of got that uh, the fugitive meets the heart with a vengeance, kind of. So, which I think is great. Uh, so, I look forward to the fourth one. I thought this was a lot of fun. Nick Nolte added so much to this movie. Uh, you know, he, he was my favorite part in the movie. Uh, but, you know... 
Draw Butler's good in the movie as well. I, I had a had a blast watching it. It it was it felt like an old school action movie. So I, I greatly enjoyed it. I'm a big action guy, so I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um number twenty seven for me, lower on my list, uh uh Terminator Dark Fate. Uh although I greatly enjoyed the movie, uh I did, I, I really did. I do have a problem with what they did in the beginning, uh, killing John Connor. Um, I, I still don't like it, <laughs> but I accept it. But I don't like it. Um, yeah, it's kind of like history repeats itself. One goes down, someone's got to take a spot, and you know. And I think it's a solid trilogy now, but I just wish they wouldn't have went that route. Wish they would have brought Eddie back to play John Connor really again. Um, maybe. Set right before the war, uh, they're coming back again before the, and I think in this one they probably should have had the Terminators win, maybe kill off Sarah Connor, and then we go to war uh, for the next film. I think if they would have done something like that, I think it would have been. No, you know what? I don't think it would have been more successful. I don't think people. I think the sequels killed this franchise, and I think Genesis really put the nail in the coffin. Um, uh, I think the only way to, I, I mean, I know another Terminator movie will be made. It's going to happen, whether it's in five or ten years, it's going to happen, and it's going to be a remake. Uh, that's the only way you can go now. You've done the sequel to the the original second one. Uh, only thing you can do now is remake it. That's it. But I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed Arnold in it. I enjoyed Sarah Connor again, and, you know, I enjoyed that banter. She said, I'm going to kill you when this is over. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the the message for John. I, I, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I, I wish they wouldn't just wouldn't went in that direction. I think it divided the fans uh, that did see it. Uh, you know, and obviously it has some problems with James and Tim. James Cameron, Tim Miller, the director, had some issues on set, creative differences, and... I don't think it hurt the film at all. Uh, I think the film's very enjoyable. I think it's a Terminator film. I think, uh, you know, it wasn't as good as the first movie. It's not as good as T2. But it's so much better than the rest. And uh, But it made my list top 30. Uh, you know, I, it just did. Uh, it just, I enjoyed it. I wished I could have put it in my top 10. I'm but I can't be biased. I got to go with how I felt. And I, I feel like this is a really good movie. But I think other films are better. So that's why it's at number 27. Number 26 for me is a film I just saw yesterday. Um, Will Smith, Tom Holland, star in Spies in Disguise. Even Reba McIntyre's in this movie. Oh, man. I had a blast watching this. Dawson had a blast watching it. I wanted a sequel. I love the chemistry between Will Smith and Tom Holland. Uh-uh. And I, as I was watching it, I was thinking, man, I haven't even done a review on this movie yet. But as I was watching it, I was thinking, you know what? I want, I would love to see this as a live action film. I was like, but it was so good. It was so good, though. It was it was a really good film. Um, I had a blast watching it. I recommend it. Uh, the villain's pretty good. He's limited in it, but uh, he was a pretty good villain, spy villain. You know, if, I like to spy gadgets in the movie. I had a just had a blast watching these two 
interact with each other. Even in, in animation, I it just it, I, I I was sold on this movie. And I don't know who made it, but I loved it. I absolutely loved this movie. Uh, what is it, Rashida? I can't think of her name. Uh, I always know her from Boston Public. That's because it's the first thing I've seen her in. Um, she was in uh, The Office for a little bit. Um, uh, I can't think of her name. Her first name's Rashida. I know that, but uh, she's in it. She's kind of the agent that's going after uh, Will Smith's character. Uh, this guy frames Will Smith. Uh, make it think he's stolen something, and uh, and it just goes from there. And so it's kind of like a, a fugitive meets James Bond type film. I, I really enjoyed it though; it was good for the whole family. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my number twenty-six. Number twenty-five for me is Uncut Gems. I thought this would be higher up because uh, I had a great time watching it. Uh, Adam Sandler gives the performance of his life. Uh, he kills it in this movie. This movie is so intense. Like, it's so stressful. It's like the most stressful film I think I've ever seen. Uh, it really is. It's such a good movie. It is. It's such a good movie. Oh, man. It's really good. Um, you won't look at Adam Sandler the same way again. You just won't. Uh, but it was really good. It, uh, the ending, is. I've, I've said it. Like four or five times now, it's like a volcano about to erupt. The whole movie, and not just—I mean—that includes Adam Sandler's character, Howard. His life is a volcano about to erupt. The whole movie, though, is a volcano about to erupt. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's really good. Uh, I hope—I feel the movie will probably get nominated at one of the award shows. I hope Adam gets nominated for something, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, he deserves it. I will say that, and I'm pulling for him. Uh, it's such a good film. Go check it out. Number 24 on my list is 21 Bridges. Um, the Russo brothers produced this film. I actually thought they directed it when I was watching it. They produced it. Uh, Black Panther is in it. <laughs> um, Chadwick Boseman plays Black Panther. He's the star of this movie. It has a great cast, though. J.K. Simmons is in it. Uh, it's a really good movie. It's a fast-paced movie. It's predictable, but it's a fast-paced, very enjoyable action thriller. Uh, greatly enjoyed this movie. Greatly enjoyed it. I think it's... I wished it was higher on my list, but it's not. Uh, so, if you have not seen 21 Bridges, uh, I don't know if it's still playing in theaters, because I caught it towards the end of its run. I'm not sure if it's still playing. Maybe it's playing somewhere near you. If it is, check it out. It's a good movie. Uh, uh, it really is. Um, it, it, I was very satisfied with this movie. Uh, but, I mean, it is similar to other films. But I think it, it, it's a little bit better than other films, too. I don't know. Maybe I have to rewatch it. But I, I definitely got a dark blue feel from it. I, I got a review up if you want to listen to it. Uh, Aaron's got a review up. He really enjoyed it as well. It, it's, it was a really good action thriller. Uh, you know, they shut down all the bridges the 21 bridges so they can't get out of the island uh but yeah it was a really good film really good movie number 23 for me is the musical biopic uh called rocket man uh had a great time uh i really preferred that every biopic about a musician is done like rocket man it, it was so enjoyable like it really was it 
Very enjoyable film. Very enjoyable. Like, I, I, I can't, like, I really enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody but I thought Rocketman was so much better. Uh, now, I'm not saying that Taron did a better job than Rami, but, uh, but it, it's a very good film. Uh, heartbreaking film to watch as well. Uh, it's always heartbreaking to watch a person that's flawed, which we all are, just go down the rabbit hole, you know, and some most of the time they don't come back from it. But, you know, this was a, I feel this was a solid movie. I think it's very enjoyable, especially for people that love or are obsessed with music. Uh, it, it makes you want to, you know, go out and sing and dance and just listen to music. It just, that's how the movie made me feel. But anyway, moving on. Number 22, Hobbs and Shaw, starring Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. I uh, had a great time with this movie. Some cameos by Kevin Hart, uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, but overall, man, I, I really enjoyed this film. It was a big-time action blockbuster-type film uh, in the Fast and Furious franchise. And, I mean, I think it's better than the last few Fast and Furious films. More fun, I would say. Uh, but I think that's probably because I don't like Vin Diesel, <laughs> so... But we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 I'm I going to go see the next Fast and Furious film. I'm probably going to see his movie Bloodshot too, which is a comic book adaptation. So we'll see. Uh, I don't particularly care for Van, though. I, I really don't. But I really enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw. It was a fun roller coaster. Uh, just a fun time at the theaters. Uh, expected it to be higher than it is, but you know, it, it was a really good time. Now, number 21 is a movie I saw last night. Uh... Surprise, but I, I wasn't expecting to put this on my list at all. Uh, Little Women. 2019's Little Women. Um, honestly, I, it's not my type of film to watch or enjoy. Uh, I mean, the theater was filled with women. It sold out two shows prior to that. I think it sold out last night as well. Uh, the theater I was in, uh, it was just so many women in that theater. Uh but you know what? It was a good movie. Uh, you you care about these four girls, and you know I obviously connected easily to Joe. Uh, uh, just because of, I mean, just the writing and quitting writing and losing that passion and wanting it back, and so I, I connected with her character the most, and you know, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Little Women was uh, a really good time, a uh, really good film. Meryl Streep was in it. Uh, the guy that plays Saul and Better Call Saul was in it. Um, I haven't reviewed it, but it, it was a really good movie. I'm not going to say too much on it right now because I do want to review it. Um, but uh, it was a good movie. It was uh, surprising. It's a, it's a surprise hit for me because I normally don't like these type films. So it was a surprise hit for me. Number 21 on my list, but, you know, it was surprising. Uh, number 20 on my list, uh, made my top 20 films of the year, Rambo, Last Blood. I saw this twice in theaters, had a great time both times. Um, Sylvester Stallone playing Rambo one last time. Oh, it was glorious, in my opinion. Uh, him killing all these people 
was, oh man, it, it felt like, you felt like cheering when he was doing it. And you have to, I thought it was a great setup to get to that point. And some people said, well, it's not really like a Rambo film. He's not, he's not killing people throughout the movie, only towards the last 15, 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, but it's it's building up to it. And I, I love that. I love how it built up to that moment. And then it comes down. I mean, he gets, I mean, he gets uh, badly beaten in the first act of the movie. You know, he's not John Rambo in his 20s or 30s or even 40s. He's John Rambo in his 70s. You know, so um, taking that effect, he's, you know, you're not getting the same John Rambo. You, you're getting... But I think one of my best films, film, not films, moments in this movie is when the... the I don't know. He's like he, She's like a granddaughter to him. I think she's actually his niece. Uh, he says, well, you've changed. My father could have changed. And he's like, I haven't changed. I just hide it. <laughs> I think that was the line. I, I know he said I hadn't changed. Uh, but, you know, and I was like, oh, boy. And he said he's seen evil. Oh, these men have such evil in their eyes and their bones, their soul. You know, he he tries to protect her from it, and sadly he doesn't. Uh, it's got a little bit of a Taken vibe to it as well. I Man, that's not a bad thing for me. I mean, it still felt like a Rambo film to me. Uh, maybe that's Stallone. You know, I, it, I, I wish this character could go on. I would love to see another film. Uh, Stallone said maybe to another film uh, if it did well at the box office. Um... Uh, I know it at least broke even, you know, with Blu-ray, DVD sales, you know, streaming, it may can get us another one. But I think, you know, by the end of the movie, I was satisfied with the ending. You know, he rode out on his pale horse during the sunset. And that felt like an old western type move, and I loved that. I loved that about it. But, yeah, I really enjoyed Rambo Last Blood. Um... One of the better action films of the year. It really was. Number 19 for me was Midway. Now, I thought this would be my top 10. Because the way it made me feel. Story-wise, not a good story. It's just not. Uh, it's Roland Emmerich. You know, he doesn't really give you good stories. But he gives you good set pieces. Good uh, action sequences. But this film is more about reacting, I feel. To the attacks. On Pearl Harbor and one coming at Midway. Um, so, and the attacks in this movie, it is, and it's, it's sad to see, you know, how Japan attacked us, not just at Pearl Harbor, but you know, from at Midway. And some of the shots in the movie with the plane going down, shooting. Oh man, it's it's unbelievable. It, you you get that rush. It has a good cast. Uh, it, I really had a good time watching it, but it made me think, you know, you know, about people that died, innocent lives that were that died, you know, that were taken away, and uh, just I felt more than in this movie than I thought I was going to. Actually, I didn't think I would really like it that much. I, I was I was interested in it, but I was like, this movie's probably not going to be good because of who directed it. And he directed the last, and he directed Independence Day Resurgence. We all know who he is. I mean, if you know his 
track record. I mean, Independence Day, great classic film. Independence Day Resurgence, not so much. Um, he made 2012. He, we know the style of movies he makes. He doesn't really make good stories, but he does do good action, has great set pieces. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's, he's similar to Michael Bay in that regard, and... I just had a really good time watching it. I, I felt something. I felt emotion watching this movie. Uh, which, you know, doesn't tell a really great story. But it's like reacting to the attacks. And I th and people were worried that it was going to be like Pearl Harbor. And I felt like Michael Bay tried to tell a story of Pearl Harbor. Uh, which I liked. I like Pearl Harbor. But if you're thinking you're going in... This could be like a sequel to Pearl Harbor in some ways. But without the story. Just reacting to the attacks and i i felt it was did a good job of that i felt it was great uh, i felt it was his best movie in years honestly uh so i was a big fan of midway i think most people were too i think it did pretty good at the box office surprisingly uh <laughs> i mean it didn't cost a lot so it's reason it's done pretty good uh i think it i don't know if it got close to 100 million it cost like 50 cents so uh I'm not sure where it really got to, 60, 70, I, I think it got close to 100, but uh, I think it did pretty good overseas, so uh, it, I think it will be considered uh, breaking even at tops. But anyway, number 18 for me is Good Boys. In many ways, I consider this a sequel to Superbad, <laughs> even though there's no connection to it other than it's about three friends going to a party uh book smart was the same movie as good boys i just felt that good boys was much funnier better story um actually better characters and uh i cared more about these boys than i did those girls so uh uh and they were like junior high kids so i mean it's it's it was good to see i laughed all throughout the movie had a great time watching it that is probably my favorite comedy of the year, uh, which I don't think I had like straight up comedies. Um, let's see, I, I think the only straight up comedy I have is probably Good Boys. Yeah, uh, that could be possibly the only comedy I liked this year. I mean, really liked, uh, but I had a blast watching it. Um, uh, one of the boys in this movie was in Doctor Sleep. Uh, he's a really good actor, though. He's a really good actor. Uh, he was, like, the lead boy in this. But I, I felt like these boys could have grown up to, you know, to possibly be super bad, the super bad kids, that one of them's black. But, you know, I just felt, I felt connected to these kids. And, uh, you know, growing up, and I didn't grow up in the... <laughs> In these kind of situations as they did um but it's hilarious i i definitely don't watch it with your kids but <laughs> i think watch it uh, if you have not seen it i i truly enjoyed it oh man I, I i really enjoyed it i don't know if it made aaron's list but it definitely made mine number 18 number 17 is gonna surprise people uh it surprises me honestly i expect it to be probably in the top 10 somewhere but it's number 17 and it's avengers endgame Really enjoyed the movie, but I have some complaints about the movie. Uh, my major complaint is Hulk, who is my favorite Marvel character. I felt he was injustice to his character. 
But, you know, that's just my personal opinion. I'm not the only one that feels that way. There's, a, you know, there's other people that feel that way. But, I mean, it doesn't take away from the emotional side of the movie or the action side or the story. Uh, it was a great story, great film. I, I really do believe that. It was a really good film. But it's number 17 on my list. Um, we say goodbye to Tony Stark and Captain America, uh, Steve Rogers. We end up saying goodbye to these characters. And um, those were emotional moments. And um, will never be forgotten. You know, these two guys... We're the cornerstones of the MCU, no doubt about it. You can argue, it's you can debate who was number one. You know, I think whether you were on Cap's team or on Iron Man's team, you know, that was Civil War. They fought. I mean, I was Captain America. Beth was Iron Man. Uh, it's a debate who you liked better, who you thought was the real leader of the of the team. But uh, sadly, we say goodbye to them and. Um, Maybe one day they'll come back, but right now we say goodbye to them. But it was such a good film. Uh, Hawkeye was able to shine. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go into it. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen Endgame and really enjoyed it and probably shaking their head that it's number 17 on my list. Uh, but it is. It's number 17. All right, number 16 for me, uh, Knives Out. Ron Johnson, who I've complained about The Last Jedi, uh, just didn't feel like a Star Wars film. Uh, next film he does is Knives Out. It, it's it's one of the better whodunits I've ever seen. It really is predictable, but one of the better films. You know, I I'm not kidding. I've reviewed it. I did do a spoiler review. I don't believe. I know. I know. I didn't. Uh, so I know some people haven't seen it. Um, so I'm not gonna spoil it. Uh, but check this movie out when you can. It's really good. It's like one of the better whodunits I've ever seen. Uh, moving on, number 15, Alita, Battle Angel. I have not forgotten you, Alita. <laughs> uh, top 15 films of the year for me. Um, I, I enjoyed this movie so much, and I hope Disney does a sequel. Uh, it deserves a sequel. I hope uh, James Cameron directs it, if he gets a sequel. Uh, but it, regardless, if you have not seen this movie, you missed out. It was really good, and... Uh, just one of the better films of the year. Uh, and so, uh, but I really hope Disney grants that sequel and we get Alita 2. So, uh, but anyway, moving on. Number 14 for me is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Uh, this is like DreamWorks, I do believe, biggest franchise. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I think Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda's up there too. And maybe, uh, I'm not sure if Disney does Shrek or not. I don't know who does most of these animated films, but I do know this is like considered top property for DreamWorks. And I love this film. I love the story. I love the bond. I, I, I'm not going to spoil anything. I loved this film. One of my favorite animated films of the year. Uh, just a really good film. Uh, you know, it was a big film too. So, I mean, they could do a fourth if they wanted to, but the way it ended... Uh, there's really no room for it. Uh, you know, it it completed, I feel, the story. I mean, you could do like a spinoff series maybe, but it was such a good film. I cried watching this movie, so it hit me hard. Uh, like, I remember getting, like, I hadn't seen the, those movies 
uh, before this one came out. So I had to watch the first two films, and man, this is one of the better trilogies in animation. It, I feel it's up there with Toy Story. I think it's up there with it. I think I really do. I feel like it's up there. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Number thirteen, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yes, I like this better than Avengers. I really did. I thought this was a really good Spider-Man film. I the only problem I had with this was the ending that Nick Fury wasn't really Nick Fury. Uh, but I loved how it also ended with people knowing who Spider-Man is. We know it's Peter Parker. So uh, I, I can't wait for the next film. I, I'm glad Marvel and Sony are working together for the next film. I hope they continue to work together. And there's talk that Tom Holland may go to Venom 2. He's in talks. Um, I, I think it's a great... I mean, work together. Uh, have everything. You know what I'm saying? Have it all together and make money. Profit from this. Uh, you put Spider-Man in Venom 2, you're going to make more money than you were going to. And I, I'm looking forward to Venom 2. It's one of my most anticipated films. Um, and I... Not sure if it comes out next year, if it comes out in 2021, but it is one of my most anticipated films. Uh, when it does come, it's I would say it's going to be in the top five. But uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home was good. Jake Gyllenhaal was good. Um, you know, it, it was such a good Spider-Man movie. I felt it was better than the first. It was definitely better, in my opinion, better than Amazing Spider-Man's. Um, better than Spider-Man 3, I think slightly better than original Spider-Man. I don't think it's as good as Spider-Man 2. I still feel that's the best live-action Spider-Man film, but I think Spider-Man Far From Home is up there. I really did. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, moving on, number 12, the Christian film Breakthrough. About the boy that is skating and falls in and almost, well, he does drown, but he... You know, based on true story, he comes back to life. Uh, the emotional trauma it causes the parents. Uh, I can't think of her, the actress's name from This Is Us. Josh Lucas is in it. Josh Lucas is in a lot of stuff. Well, he's not in a lot of stuff, but he's in a couple things. I think two things. Uh, but this movie was so stressful. <laughs> uh, so emotional. Um. Uh, this is a, this is one of those films that's hard to watch because if it has a terrible ending, you're gonna hate this movie. You're gonna, you're gonna hate it. But you know the, the the kid is a huge fan of Steph Curry. Uh, Steph Curry helped produce this film. Uh, it shows you the kind of guy he is. Um, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean this film. It, I mean. I haven't been in a theater where I saw, heard so many people crying. <laughs> you know, this is one of those films that made people cry throughout the whole movie. Beth was crying throughout the whole movie. I was crying, not throughout the whole movie, but big parts of the movie. I was just, man, it just hit you. It just hit you hard. I mean, the idea of losing a child, oh man, that's it's heavy. And, uh, easily one of my favorite movies of the year. Easily. Uh, but it's number 12. It didn't make my top 10, but it was so good. It really, really was. Uh, number 11 for me is It Chapter 2. 
I greatly enjoyed this film. Me and Aaron disagree on this film, but I was entertained throughout the whole three hours, or close to three hours. I I had a blast watching this. I had a blast watching Pennywise, but I had a blast watching the adults and the kids. Uh, even though they were DH'd them, uh, I, I did notice it a little bit, but I, I didn't take away from the story for me. Uh, and I feel this is a much better version than the 1990 miniseries. I think this is both parts is so much better than the 1990 miniseries. So much better. Uh, I think we have a better Pennywise. Not no disrespect to Tim Curry, he was amazing as Pennywise. He's he, he was an amazing actor. Uh, sadly, he can't act anymore due to his condition. But uh, but yeah, I mean he was amazing. But I loved it. Chapter two. It, it was more, I guess, fun than scary. I, I don't mind that, though. I like the fun horror films, and I think It is up there. Uh, I, I, I had a great time watching this. The not only problem with this movie was probably how they, quotations, killed Pennywise. But how do you beat up a bully that's attacking you? Right, you stand up to for yourself, and that's kind of what they did, and and that was the message. I feel overall it was the message about Pennywise. He was just a big bully, you know, and you stand up for yourself, fight back. He backs down like a bully does. So, uh, but I wished it would have been different. I wish they would have killed him in a different way. But I understood the message they went there. So, you know. Got into a lot of these messages they got <laughs> within the film, but I had a great time watching them. Um, Bill Hader was a, was hilarious. Uh, now uh, they took some liberties with the character Richie, but uh, I think yeah, I think his name was Richie. But they took some liberties with with his character that I was like I didn't see that at all. But you know, do I have a problem with it? No. Uh, I'm fine with it. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. I had a great time watching it. I hope there's a chapter three. Uh, this is the only Stephen King adaptation that made my list. Uh, not to say I didn't enjoy Doctor Sleep. I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a lot of movies this year, but it didn't. I didn't enjoy it like I enjoyed the other films. Uh, Pet Cemetery was another one that I greatly enjoyed, and I th thought no doubt would be on my list. But it's not, and I look forward to watch re watching Pet Cemetery. I look forward to whatever they do because that's going to be a franchise. Uh, it made money. I don't know if they're going to do a sequel or they're going to do a prequel. Whatever they do, I'm there. I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Chapter three. Now, as far Doctor Sleep bombed, um, uh, surprisingly bombed. Got great reviews. Just. I feel like people didn't know it was Stephen King. <laughs> and I, you watch the trailer, and I'm like, how do you not know it's Stephen King? You know, it's clearly, I mean, you even see the, the hotel. It's The Shining, you know, I mean. But I think the way it was marketed, it just, they did a poor job marketing that film. But, you know, uh, but yeah, Stephen King, It Chapter 2 is the only Stephen King adaptation that made my list. Um... Not to say I didn't like those those films. I did. I just I really loved it. Chapter two, really loved it. Uh, had a had a great time with it.
Um, but anyway, now my top 10. Here we go. Here we go. Number 10, and this is history in the making here. <laughs> this, it's mainly history in the making because I never went and seen them in theaters until this one particular film came out called Solo. Uh, but none, no Star Wars film has ever made my top 10. Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker makes my top 10. It's number 10. I greatly enjoyed this movie. Um, I don't agree with everything they did in this movie. Personal reasons. I don't re agree with the ending. Personal reasons. But, man, Kylo Ren, when he was on screen, dominated. I was so into his story. Oh, man. The cameo? Okay, since... I hopefully you've seen Star Wars because if you haven't, I'm I'm gonna spoil it here. <laughs> Han Solo shows up. I'm bawling. <laughs> I have never felt a connection to the Star Wars universe. Uh, it's never hit me, but when Han Solo shows up, I start bawling. I start crying, and I was like, "Wow, Star Wars made me cry." And, um, you know, I didn't, and it, it's not the first time it happened either. When Han Solo dies in Force Awakens, it happened. Um, Han Solo is one of my favorite characters in this universe. Uh, you know, uh, he just is. Uh, Harrison Ford as him is amazing. Uh, but even the guy that played him in the prequel, uh, the solo film I thought was really good too. Um, but when Chewbacca cries out when Leia dies, I mean, that's emotional. Um, I didn't cry, but I, I, I felt it. Uh, man, this movie had some pretty good fight scenes. Some people are bashing it and you know, that's, that's what they do. I personally feel star Wars fans are the most toxic fans on the universe. I mean, I, you look at them. Look what they have done. And I'm, look, they love the original trilogy, right? Universally, they love it. But they don't love the prequel trilogy universally. They don't. They they don't. And they don't love this new trilogy either. Uh, I think most people like Rogue One. I do think that. But I don't think most of them like Solo. Um, and I don't like. I like Solo better than Rogue One. I like Rogue One, uh, but the only film, the only, there's only two films I can say I really didn't like, Attack of the Clones, Episode 2, I can't, it's hard to watch for me, and The Last Jedi is hard to watch for me, uh, and it's because it's so different, it do, it's, doesn't feel like a Star Wars film, to me, you know, that, but I'm, I'm new to it, so it just didn't feel like one, but Rise of the Skywalker felt like the original trilogy in one movie, you know it. And if people want to say fan service, yeah, fan service. Make the fans happy, but you can't even make the fans happy with Star Wars. <laughs> Universally, I I have never seen more of a toxic fan base in my life. And I've been a wrestling fan, and I, I the MCU versus uh, DC or Marvel versus DC, toxic. That's it gets bad. But with Star Wars, I had never seen anything like it before, and the own fans are killing their franchise. It just, uh, 
really, I mean, honestly, it, it, I mean, it's obviously as Rise of Skywalker is going to make a lot of money, but what happens afterwards? Are you going to are they going to pull what they did with Solo and not go? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, I even heard him last night talking how Rise of Skywalker was worse than The Last Jedi. You know, they, they I'm like, no, it's not. It's it's a good film. It's a lot of fun, and I had a blast. And that's coming from someone that's not really, you know, a diehard Star Wars fan. That's just someone that that's a casual fan, and I had a blast with it. But I'm moving on. I've I've done enough of Star Wars. <laughs> Number nine for me, Richard Jewell. Kathy Bates gives one of the best performances of the year. Uh, the guy playing Richard Jewell's man, nah, man, I was so touched by his performance. Literally so touched. Um, what he went through in that movie, in in real life, man, how does that not break you? FBI's watching you. The media is making you, you know, come off as a terrorist. I mean, it's it's man, how does that not break you? How do you not mentally break down from that? And man, this movie was so good. Clint Eastwood directed it. Oh man, it was so good. I I honestly, it was awesome. Uh. One of the best films of the year, no doubt. Number nine on my list. Uh, I thought it'd be a little bit higher, but I, there were some other films that came out so that I thought was a little bit better. But definitely be, best Clint Eastwood directed film that he did wasn't in that I've seen in a really long time. If you have not seen Richard Jewell, find it somewhere. If it's if it's not theaters, stream it. Uh, find it, man. It, 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 It'll touch your heart. It'll break your heart. It'll, man, it's sad. And but everybody in the movie is good. Like Sam Rockwell is funny. He's just he he's he's a good character actor. He can play anything. And I always remember him first on the Green Mile. And uh, he, I've always been a fan of his. Uh, so I mean, if he's in a movie. I'm more likely to see it, whether it's... I missed The Best of Enemies. I really wanted to watch that movie so bad, and I missed it. Uh, but I expect it's good. Uh, I can't wait to watch it someday. You know, Whether it's streaming or I do end up buying it. Uh, I really want to see it. But number eight for me, John Wick Chapter 3. <laughs> the best action movie of the year. Maybe the best action movie of the decade. I don't know, it's, it's going up against... John Wick, but, and, and of course the Mission Impossibles are really good too, but man, John Wick Chapter 3 did some things I have never seen, I mean, what he was, oh my god I'm like, what is this guy gonna do in Chapter 4, and, and, and it's not even Chapter 4, Keanu Reeves is like one of the biggest actors today, uh, he, he came back with John Wick, and he the guy could do no wrong uh you know, I know he made Replicas. I know Jeremy Johns was his worst film of the year. I didn't mind Replicas when I first saw it in theaters. I, I saw it again. I've seen it twice. I, I still don't mind it. I mean, it's not <clears throat> the greatest movie in the world. But I don't feel it was the worst movie of the year either. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think it was even close to the worst. But, man, I look forward to Keanu in Chapter 4 of John Wick. And, he's, and if they keep the same release date, Matrix 4... I mean, do you know how much... I, I usually would think, well, that's going to suck for both films. They're going to lose money on both. But 
So many people are talking about doing a double feature of Kiana. <laughs> That's what it's being called. Double feature of Kiana. <laughs> oh, man. I almost say keep the release date here because people are actually talking about doing a double feature of Kiana. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. But John Wick Chapter 3 was awesome. Uh, best action movie of the year, no, no doubt. Um, I don't think there was a better action movie this year than John Wick Chapter 3. Uh, the things they've done in the movie. Mark Damascus was in it. I probably butchered his last name. I've always been a big fan of his. Uh, I, I always go back to Only the Strong with him. Uh, he's, he's a pretty good martial artist uh, as well. I loved his fight scene with John Wick. Uh, and I loved him. You know, he's dying over there. And he's, he's like, good fight. <laughs> I don't remember John's words, but I felt like he said something. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> but no, John Wick, I mean, I didn't like Chapter 2 as much. But Chapter 3 was so amazing. And the way it ended was so amazing, you know, I, I wasn't expecting that end, I was actually expecting them to end this series, in some ways, but it's so big now, you, you, it's, I don't know, it's like the biggest action franchise now, um, I would say it's bigger than Fast and Furious, I, I, I really would, I think it's taken its place, uh, as biggest action franchise today, I, I that's, that's what I think, and, I think some people would agree that it's bigger than Fast and Furious now. Um, but, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I mean, people are excited for Keanu Reeves. He's in everything these days. He's in a video game. He's he's going to be in the Spongebob movie. I mean, he's literally in everything. He's like one of the biggest actors today. And I'm so happy for him because he's such a good guy. You know, you hear all these amazing stories about him, and I, I believe it. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. Um, number seven for me is Toy Story 4. Uh, it's Toy Story, man. Woody, Buzz, I mean, Bo Peep. Oh, man. It's such a good little film. I won't say it was good as three, but it still gives you that emotion, emotional ride. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see where they go from four, because I definitely think there'll be more movies. As long as Tom and Tim are willing to do more films, uh, and Tim Allen said it best. We are now the Avengers. <laughs> we can now do solo movies. I, I, the way they set this up, yes, I think you'll get, uh, you'll you'll get Woody's, uh, film. I think maybe you'll get Buzz's film with his team. It's like two different teams now, and they are the Avengers, and they can pull it off. Uh, but man, yeah, it was great. And number six for me is the little horror film Crawl. Jaws for Alligators. Such a good film. If you haven't seen that, go check it out on Blu-ray, DVD, streaming, whatever. That movie is really good. Uh, it was like Jaws, but with alligators. It, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was. It was thrilling, suspenseful. Uh, you cared about the the characters. You ca you you actually wanted to see these alligators die. Um, it left it open for a sequel, in my opinion. I would like to see it happen. Um, but it was poor marketing, though. That movie could have made so much more money if they were marketed right. But word of mouth made it a, a sleeper hit, in my opinion. Um, it's such a good movie. Go check it out. I love these little monster films, uh, creature films. Uh, this was definitely the best one. 
I think you'll start to see more alligator films now because of Crawl, uh, which is good for the for the marine terror uh, type film. Uh, but number five for me, number five, Joker. Uh, well, when this came out, I thought this would be number one. I really did, and I had a great time watching it. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. Robert De Niro's good. Uh, the movie is good. It, it, it's. I would also say it's like a volcano about to erupt, and it erupts in the end. Uh, the ending is great. Everything about this movie is cinema. You know, it's. It, it tells a story about a man dealing with mental illness, and basically, uh, is he the Joker? Is he the real Joker? We don't know, but it doesn't matter because it was such a good movie. It was such a good story. Uh, it had some funny moments in it. Like when he kills one guy in his apartment. Or house. Uh, I think in his apartment. And the little guy can't get to the door. Can't unlock the door. And it, 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 that, that, that dread for, for a split second. You're like oh my god he's going to kill him. <laughs> he's going to kill the little guy. But he lets him go. He says you've always treated me right. And, and he lets him go. So it was a really good movie. Uh, I, it was my probably top two most anticipated films of the year uh just slightly right behind godzilla king of the monsters um which did not make my list on either so um i enjoyed it i enjoyed joker uh it's it's a really good movie it really is um number four for me once upon a time in hollywood brad pitt leonardo dicaprio have the best chemistry of a duo since john travolta and Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction. And coincidentally, that was directed by Quentin Tarantino. He knows how to cast people right. And he, he, look, these two guys had amazing chemistry. Uh, there's other parts in the movie that were like, oh man, that's that's cool too. That, oh, that's awesome. The set pieces, I mean, it looked like late 60s, early 70s. You know, it, it, it looked like the 60s. In early 70s, uh, it, man, it was, I loved it, you know, and getting to see Luke Perry in a movie, mainstream film again, was awesome, uh, of course, this came out after he passed away, so I got a little emotional about that, uh, but this movie, I mean, the chemistry between Leo and Brad Pitt sell this movie, uh, does it have a story? Not really. I've, it's like scenes after scene after scene after scene, but it all connects. Like it's, he he's the master at this, creating these bunch of scenes and having it all connect in the end. He is the master at it, and I love the ending. It's like kind of a what if this happened instead of what actually happened, and I'm glad he did that instead of what really happened. But yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood. One of the best pictures of the year. Uh, one of the best films for me. Uh, made my top five. I really enjoyed it. I really did. Number three for me is a Netflix original. The Irishman. Um, Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, gives the, the best performance of his career. Probably 10 or 15 years. Uh, honestly. Robert De Niro's good too, but he he kind of lays back a bit and lets you know Pesci have his moments, and lets he definitely lets Pacino have his moments. He, he's the middleman in this movie, and 
even though he's kind of the main character, he's still the middle man between Pesci and Pacino. And all three of them are fantastic in this movie, but I feel Pacino <laughs> should get an Oscar. And I know he's going to go up against Tom Hanks. In my, that's who I would say. I, I know he, I can't think of it. The Golden Globes, he's going up against Tom Hanks, the best supporting actor. I don't know who's going to win it. Uh, if neither one of those win it, it's a shame, honestly. But, man, The Irishman was a really good story. Three and a half hours. Never a dull moment as far as me. As, as good as uh, Goodfellas. Way better than Casino. Um, you know, actually, I'd probably say this is his best, like, mafia-type <laughs> film ever. Uh... Like, I'm not the biggest Goodfellas fan, but I, I liked it a lot better than that. Uh, I really did. They gave great performances. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Number two for me, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. It, man, just watching him perform as Mr. Rogers is just... It's beautiful. It's just... It's awesome to see that, but... Uh, that's, that's what I think. I mean, I, I think it was just an amazing film. Awesome film. Um, truly cherish his performance in that movie. Tre I cherish that movie uh, itself. And it came so close to being number one for me. Um, uh, without, I mean, Mr. Rogers was, had to be like the sweetest, you know, kindest person. Uh, you know, he, he truly had to be, and, uh, man, Tom Hanks is him, man, he, he nailed it, and, uh, that's Tom Hanks, he knows everything, I truly believe Tom Hanks is the best actor ever, <laughs> I don't think anyone can touch him, I don't think anyone can touch him, uh, I think he proves it, I, I, I would say every decade, I think he proves this every other year, that he still is, the top actor in the world and uh a lot of people want to say leo's come up so much and leo has came up and uh, he's he's a fantastic actor i would say leo's this generation's de niro he works with scorsese a lot i would i would definitely feel he's the de niro of this era but tom hanks is paul newman <laughs> he's you know Everyone remembers Paul as like one of the best ever, and Tom Hanks is kind of like Paul Newman, I would say, uh, or Gregory Peck, or you know what, whoever was considered the best in their era. I, I would say Tom Hanks is that for this era. He's just the best from the eighties to nineties, two thousand, two thousand tens. He's just the best, and I look forward. He's got a couple movies coming out next year that I'm excited about. I look forward to it, but. If you have not seen A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, check that movie out. Man, it will touch your heart and make you want to be a better person. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll do something to you. Uh, my number one film of the year, though, Ford versus Ferrari. I said this when I first saw it. Like, this is going to be my favorite film of the year. Uh, and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood gave it a, a great challenge. It, 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 it really did. But for me, Ford versus Ferrari, um, you know... Matt Damon in this in this role uh, was awesome. John Berthel was awesome. Christian Bale was amazing. Obviously, I, Bale's gonna get nominated again for best actor. Uh, 
I am so surprised though that Matt Damon is not being nominated. I found out he was a little bit better, not a lot better, but edging out. And I just, I mean, I love this movie. I, I like for this movie, and I've said it in my review. Uh, Days of Thunder is my favorite racing film. Now this is my favorite racing film. This movie, I don't feel it could be touched when it comes to racing, because it's just not about racing. It's about building that perfect car and this Ford company trying to screw your driver over and over and over and. You're Matt Damon. You're not gonna you're not gonna lay down this time. You're not you know you, you disappointed this guy before and you, you can't do it again. And you gotta stand up and fight. And they do and they screw up. And, and Josh Lucas is in this movie and you want to punch him every time he's on 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 screen. You literally want to punch that guy right in the mouth. I have never felt so many emotions in one film like I have with Ford versus Ferrari. It's an amazing film. Haven't seen it? Go see it. It's my number one film of the year. It deserves it. Uh, I'm so excited that Ford vs. Ferrari was made. I'm so excited that I got to see it. I had a great time watching it. Uh, heartbreaking ending, though, um, which I didn't know the story going into it. Not going to ruin it for anybody. I just felt I love this movie. <laughs> and I, I didn't know. I thought I was going to like it going in. Uh, but I love this movie. I honestly thought my favorite film of the year was either going to be The Joker or Godzilla versus Godzilla King of the Monsters. And Godzilla King of the Monsters didn't even make my list. So there you go. Uh, but Ford versus Ferrari surprised me. I think I have some surprises on here uh, that people will be going, hmm, I want to go see that now. I want to see that movie he's talking about. I think I have some surprises on my list. Um, but uh, the guy that made... Uh, Logan made this movie, Ford vs. Ferrari. I'm telling you right now, if you have not seen it, check it out. It's it's a it's it's a masterpiece. It's it's cinema at its best. And well, this has been my 2019 best films of the year. I hope you enjoyed. I'm running out of time. Um, I had a great time watching it. I had a great time watching these movies. I'm a big movie fan. I'm a movie buff. Uh, I enjoy watching these movies. I enjoy reviewing these movies. I. I really enjoy watching films. And uh, anyway, this has been my best films of the year. I'm sure Aaron's are drastically different than mine. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I hope, you know, that you review our, you listen to our list and you go, I want to go see that. I want to go see that. Oh, he, he, he was so passionate about that movie. I want to go see that one now. I hope that's what you get out of this. And I think he feels the same way. And I'm going to listen to his, and there's going to be certain films I didn't get to see that I want to go see. And I think there'll be certain films on my list that he didn't see that he wants to see. But anyway, that has been my 2019 best films. And I hope you enjoyed listening. And I look forward to uh, reviewing more films in 2020 with you. And uh, I will have two more coming up uh, before the end of the year. Spies in Disguise, Movie Review, and Little Women. Also, December 31st, I will do a uh, Best 15 Performances of the Year. I think Aaron's going to try to do one too, so stay tuned for that. But anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully you had a Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas, um, and hopefully you have a great New Year. I look forward to reviewing stuff with you in 2020 with Aaron Whitlow, and we are... The Markout Movie Podcasters.